This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. You're watching or listening to the radio warning television program social media. I have as a special guest, Andrea Walters, Amos Moses Ministries. She also has a law degree. Andrea, welcome to the warning program. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's good having you. Um, Why don't you tell our audience, those that are watching or listening, give us a little bit about your testimony, maybe right into uh, how you accepted Christ. I would love to. Thank you for asking. Um, so I was nine years old, okay. sitting in the Baptist church. All right. A movie was playing, Sukahari Pass. Wow. It is likened to Romeo and Juliet. Wow. But it is also Buddhist Christian. Oh, I see. Right. So you have a male and a female. They're in love with each other. He is Buddhist. She is Christian. There's an argument on a train. And uh, the families are feuding. The Christian family is loving and praying. And the Buddhist family is not wanting this union because of the division in religion. You bet. So he says, you know, I can't do this. I love you. He's converted Christianity. They're both Christians. They're both loving each other. They want to get married. And this conflict, and which is as of the world, right? And so now I'm a nine-year-old girl, and I am completely invested in this movie, right? Okay. Because I understand love. Sure. I understand what it's like not to see love. No mercy in the household that I was in. Okay. So now I'm confronted with the fact that this guy, this man, who saw the difference between not having this peace and then having all peace. Wow. He says, okay, I love you. I know this is, this is not the way it was meant to be. So now there's an accident about to happen. This train car breaks loose. Now we have a tragedy that's about to unfold. Okay. So he says, I love you. This isn't happening this way. And he throws himself under the train. Oh, wow. So he sacrifices himself for everyone involved, not just everyone in their families, but that car would have hit so many others. So he saved many by his one sacrifice. And in my spirit, I said, that's what Jesus did. And right then, Everything went black, and there was this golden cross that appeared, and it had lava flames inside of it just glowing, and I was stuck right there. And I heard the voice of God speak into me and say, 
I call you mine. Wow. Hmm. So, Nine sitting years old. with that. Yes, sir. Yes. So, uh, then all of a sudden, it's bright again. The lights are on. I'm aware I'm in the church. And uh, the screen, the credits are rolling. People are, they're gone. Like, I'm just still sitting here. I don't know how much time had passed. So, my mother, uh, we had family that had come to see this film. And I'm just so full of Jesus because that's whose voice that God put forth to me. And I know that it was Jesus Christ, Messiah. So now I'm full of passion. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I cannot contain it. I go running after my mother. Mom, 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 mom. No, 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 no. Wait, we have to see them out. So denied, denied. What? Denied. You've been denied. Okay, that's one. There will be three. There will be three, the Lord said. Now I'm hearing his voice. So I chase her, running after my mother. We get out to the door. Mom, 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 mom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to walk them outside. Twice. No, I told you. Ah, okay. So full of passion, I could feel my heart burning inside. It's like when the Lord puts a coal inside of you. And wants you to do something. He wants you to move in something. Act on something. Tell someone how loved they are. Just whatever it is. And it's burning in me to get this testimony out. And no, stop twice. Okay, Lord, you said it. Wow, he's telling the truth. This is really Jesus. So now she's back in. Okay, mom, 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 mom. No. I need to use the restroom. Just a minute, sweetheart. Ah, no, three times. Okay, you said so. And the cock will crow three times. You will deny me, Christ said, on his way to crucifixion. Okay. Now we're in the restroom because I'm following my mama inside. (laughs) I'm standing outside the stall door. There's a woman inside the other one, and I'm just holding on by a thread. And I'm just crying. I'm starting to lose it a little bit. And I want to hold it together because, you know, this, this is just supernatural, otherworldly. This is God. And the woman next to my mother comes out and she says, honey, what's so wrong? And I just lost it. I'm trembling and I'm crying and I'm sobbing. And I said, God called me. Jesus came to me like E.T. He's mine. He's mine. He came to me. Elliot, ah, he came to me, he called me, he said, I'm his, he called me mine. My mom flung that door open like a cowboy. What did you just say? Jesus called me? Now I feel like I'm this big because he's so huge. And all I could feel was his spirit just engulfing me. And my mother hugged me and the next day our pastor comes over. I don't go to school because everyone's concerned. There was an incredible emotional reaction to what happened. And I was so elated. And what no one knew at this time was that I had been sexually abused from three to nine. Wow. By a family member. Wow. When I was nine, they were 16. The last incident occurred after these events. 
He came to me, confronted me. And the Lord spoke out of this nine-year-old girl with a baritone voice, looking him straight in the eye, which I had never done. And he says, no. He went pale. He went limp. He couldn't stand anymore. And then his parents came downstairs. And it was over. And God ushered him out of my life, out of that room. And I didn't know what to do about that. Because this was a struggle that I thought I had to work through. I thought I was going to have to deal with the rest of my life, this person, right? And God took care of it like that. But what didn't happen was a complete restoration. And I didn't know about divine healing. I didn't know about intervention. that God would come in, clean your whole system out, scramble your brains around and set it right. Renew your mind by the word of God. Quicken your flesh with the Holy Spirit who gives utterance, the teacher of all truth. This is what restored me over time. But the choices I made out of fear, I didn't know. Fear was ruling everything. So you're fighting every step of the way and white-knuckling pain and heartache and going into the church. I was a Baptist. Okay. I'm nothing against the Baptist church. You know, what you're carrying, people uh, may not have the wisdom or knowledge around you in their own limited experience to be able to lift you up in that. To speak visions, sometimes I was looked at like I was crazy. Oh, I don't see that, but, right? Uh, We see what we see. We know what we know, and we feel what we feel. And in my experience, seeing demons in the church flying around in the ceiling, I started seeing um, things like cult members coming through the parking lot, These things, there's so much witchcraft in the world, and there's so many witches and warlocks that we don't realize as a global community that they walk and live among us and live out the Wiccan lifestyle. In the state of Washington, there's a prevalent community that wears it proudly. They're proud of the Satanic Church, which the New World Order is ushering in proudly, and the state religion that's difficult to bring in, crushing the stony heart, making a heart of flesh, which is Ezekiel, which I encourage you to look up. I don't quote exact scriptures sometimes because it's encouraging for people. Google these words. Look it up. Research it yourself. All I've ever done is tons of research. You know, you're in school, you're getting your degrees, you're helping people in my ministries, these legal issues, which I know is a fruit of my suffering that I had, that Jesus took me out of. Forty years later, complete deliverance came because of the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening or watching The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I have Andrea Walters, Amos Moses Ministries. Now, uh, Andrea, you know, the 
confession you made, I know, helped a lot of people, a lot of women, up to 80% get abused before they're 18. Yes. It's a tremendous amount. Most it's one out of three. Most people don't realize it. Yes. But I mean, I've, I, you know, I, I investigated felony crime and, and they even take it all the way up to 80%, which is incredible. Yeah. I'm talking about sexual abuse. And so it's a major problem. It's a major problem for healing and deliverance. Yes. It's a major problem because if you want to move on with your life, you've got to move in love. And that means you're going to have to forgive. Yes. And if you don't do forgive, think? the Holy Spirit can't work through you very well because unforgiveness is a result of pride. Too much pride, you won't forgive. And God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. That's right. So, I mean, I know all of this stuff and I know it in depth. But my first wife was abused horribly. Hmm. And so, you know, she had to work through this. You've had to work through this. I thought I had to work at it to work through it. 20 years of therapy. Wow. Several therapists. And the reason so many changes was because I never got better. And, you know, health is a choice. Love is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. It is. And I found that even though you might move through certain issues, maybe you get married, maybe you have children, and you move past some of that trauma, Therein lies fear, self-loathing. Why, God? Why a three-year-old? This happens all over the world. Child bride right now getting married somewhere. So I just, this is why I do what I do. But it also took 40 years until deliverance came. So many times I would ask God, when are you going to deliver me from this? Meaning the stronghold put on me by the trauma and all these things that I didn't realize was that core. I thought, I've dealt with that. I went to all this therapy. I, all this money was spent. Well, did you tell anyone? Did you report it? So I, I got my degree in 2007 and I knew that I could not move forward if I did not report my own crime that happened to me. So I called the police in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I also called the health department in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and I reported my own abuse, and I named my abuser. Now, when this came out, when I was 18, because I was confronted by an intimate moment with a friend, he tried to kiss me, he got a little handsy, and I flew off the handle and just let him have it and told him what happened and blurted it out. When you blurt something out, like, I was sexually abused, don't do that. Like, wow, I never used those words. He says, did you tell your mother? Wow, he cares for me. Everything stopped in that moment. And he says, if you don't tell her in 24 hours, I will. Whoa, now I have accountability I have someone who actually is passionately caring about the corruption in my heart and mind. And so I acted on it. And I waited all day and then I finally ripped off like a Band-Aid and I told my mother. And was I a bad mom? Came up. And I didn't know how to respond to that because I'm not her. And 
I wasn't my mother. And I don't know what she went through and what she may have seen or didn't see. Or I have no idea. All I know is that I know she loved me. But I didn't know she believed in me or there was just a disconnect because of all the trauma I didn't trust. I didn't believe. I knew who Jesus was. I believed he was real because I had that encounter, that vision, that his voice. I felt him rise up in my heart. And it wasn't until deliverance came that he moved in my body and healed me. Amen. Yes. And forgave through me. It was not of my own doing to forgive. It takes the Holy Spirit. Yes. It takes the Holy Spirit. And I've given my own testimonies where I hated the man that did this thing for five years. And consequently, I was destroying myself and the Holy Spirit couldn't flow through me. And finally, when I asked God to forgive me and he said, leave your gift at the altar, make it right. I asked the man to forgive me. That night, I had my first supernatural vision, seeing myself traveling the nations to the masses, to the presidents, the prime ministers, uh, seeing the heart of God, seeing apocalyptic events, death lines, and the Lord's heart is broken. I said, why? He said, because my bride is in love with the world more than me. I said, why? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. And that led me on this now, since 1985, this journey throughout the nations, trying to wake up the church. And as you know, we need another great awakening. Again, Amen, yes. <laughs> because of the pastor behind the pulpit, they've polluted the word of God, the emergent church uh, with their evolutionary lies, yes. accepting sins of abomination and, and other things. But I had to forgive. You've got to get out of the way if you want the Holy Spirit to work through you. Yes. Pride stops the moving of the Holy Spirit. You said something else, Andrea, that I want to cover. Some people are saying, you know, why why uh, did God allow this to a three-year-old? Well, let me tell you something. The Bible says clearly, Satan is the prince of the world. Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. You better understand that. Jesus comes back at the Battle of Armageddon to rule and reign and throws out Satan, throws out the, the armies that are trying to bring the world under Satan, and then he rules and reign. But right now, Satan, the Bible says, is in charge of the world. Adam give, gave up his right. Satan is in charge of the world. Now, Jesus, he get, again, he put us back in a position of being sons of God and this and that, but yet... We are doing battle against Satan and evil men that Satan rules right now. And that's why we have to be ambassadors to put God once again yeah. throughout the nations in charge. But right now, Satan rules the world. Jesus did not do any of the things you might blame him for God. Satan did it through evil men, not Jesus. When Jesus returns at the Battle of Armageddon and he removes evil governments, he puts in righteous leaders, then if something goes wrong, blame God, but not right now. Hallelujah. Right now you blame Satan That's and right. evil men. That's right. Andrea? Sometimes we blame ourselves and can't let go of that. That's right. That's right. And that's, again, truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. Yes. And Satan would like to make you believe it's your fault. You cannot accept that lie. It's not your fault. You were a victim. That's true. And to move into survivor. And the way I look at it is that 
In domestic violence, I do extractions, and I take people out of dangerous situations with their children and remove them and put them in safer places. Good, good. And I pray with them, and I see healing happen because we take dominion over that stuff. You bet. And I saw that after 40 years of long-suffering, and God meets you where you are, and he gives you these moments of reprieve. You know, there's relief in the suffering. Maybe you're distracted. You have moments and waves of grief, right, when someone passes. It's very much like that. You yes, know, you have yes, days yes. that are all together. Everything's great and everything's flowing and doing just as you should. And then something happens. You're in your car. There's a song. There's a smell. There's something. PTSD, boom, right there. What do you do? I didn't have the authority at the time because I didn't know my authority. If you don't know what you know, what you know, you don't have it. That's good. That's so good. God bestows this wisdom and knowledge, and it took the prayers of the righteous who availeth much to change this paradigm in me, this shift. And the Holy Spirit just invaded my house, invaded this house, and I became a moving tabernacle just on a mission for God, with God, moving with the Holy Spirit, pliable at every turn. More of you, less of me. That's all I kept saying. More of you, less of me. Kill me. Take my spirit out. Take my spirit out. Take me out. Clobber me, God. Work me over. Fix me. Watchman Nee, you said kill me. You know, That's Watchman it. Nee did a statement, you know. Uh, and people say, what does God want to do? He got, and Watchman Nee would say, he wants to kill you. In other <laughs> words, get you out of the way so he can rule through you. The word calls and, and, it the old know, man. That was yeah. Watchman Nee. Yeah. Who gave up his life uh, to, to spread the gospel in the midst of communism in China. He came against communism. And so tremendous man of God. But yeah, he wants to kill the old man. In other words, right. let our pride get out of the way so we can do his will. That old and that spirit. his will yeah. is what we live for. That's what he wants yeah. to do through us. Yes. He wants to see us flourish. He wants to see us use our past, the darkest corners to bring it out of someone else. So if they can bring it to the surface, if you can help someone else to talk about their pain, their strongholds, and know you have the fixer, Jesus, God, gave him to us, to the world. Elijah walked in the same spirit, laid prostrate over the boy, brings him back to life. My son passed away. My David passed away. He died in the bed. And I walked in, found him. Now, I did not know the scripture of Elijah because parts of the word of God were hidden from me for a reason. Not yet would it be revealed until the time had come that the time was coming to pass. that The prophecies would be revealed within me that had been spoken throughout my whole life by pastors, by Sunday school teachers, by leaders from around the world that would come and invade our church for revival. Revive all. So I just want to pray for everyone right now, if that's all right. Go ahead. Yes. Andrea, we have one minute. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now for this grand encounter. And I thank you for putting me here and keeping me alive because it's not of my will, but it was of yours. You have pulled me out of the darkness. You took me into the water and you wrung me out like a washing machine. And you took every bit of that heartache out of me and implanted in me this. Okay, so this joy is supersedingly encountering all kinds of demonic things. So 
Thank you, Lord God. And I pray this for everyone listening and watching right now, that you would not give up. Keep on your quest for Christ because he's right there walking it with you. Just stop and let him do the walking. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you've been, again, watching or listening to the warning program. You could telephone our office. Operators would talk, pray with you, send you Christian literature to help you. 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. Once again, 360-629-5248. Operators, pastors will be there to talk with you, to pray with you, to help you in areas that you need salvation or deliverance. Also, my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Now, there's pastoral articles that are on there. I write two a month all the way back into the 1990s. Our radio and television program, seven days a week. You're going to find it fascinating. So check out the website, www.worldministries.org. Andrea, do you want to be back next week? I would love to see you next week. May God richly bless you. Tune in again next week for Andrea Walters. I'll have her back. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.